Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families. Tune in each week and let's talk. I'll bring you a message from my heart, an expert interview, or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts, homeschool families like yours. Remember to check the link in the show notes below and you'll find an article that corresponds with this episode. Finally, remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com for more information about how we serve homeschooling families. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. Today I want to visit with you about your homeschool routine and schedule. And as I was flipping through Think Homeschool, Live and Learn Your Way, the book that I wrote a few years ago, I noticed a section on your schedule, your routine. And I wanted to visit with you about that a little bit today. So in this book, I introduce what I call your live your way blocks and your learn your way blocks. So the live your way blocks are like, let's say when you get up in the morning, you and your children have breakfast, you visit for a little bit, you get dressed, maybe you take a walk around the block. I don't know what your morning routine looks like, but you have a routine. It may not be rigid, but you have a general routine about your day. That would be what I would call a live your way block. And then the learn your way block is where you are focusing on intentional education. You're intentionally helping your children grow in their learning and their education. And that can look a variety of ways. For some people that might look like curriculum. For other people that might look like getting outside and exercising and moving. Maybe in the winter you go snowshoeing or just put on your snow boots and go walking around outside. Maybe in the spring you're hiking more, or I don't know, in the summer maybe you're swimming, maybe you're doing that in the winter, I don't know, or ice skating in the winter. But you might have something different that you're doing. You could also be playing games if you are more of a game schooler. If your children do more project-based learning, your children might be working on their projects and you as a parent may be working on your project while your children are working on their projects, especially if you have older children, but you're available, right? So learning can look many different ways. And in the article that goes with this episode, I will link to a Styles of Homeschooling article or I'll link to it directly from the podcast. We'll see. But there are many different ways for your children to learn, for you to help educate your children. I'm not really a fan of the word school. (laughs) We're not schooling our kids. We're helping them learn. We're helping educate them. But school, that's a system. That's for large numbers of kids. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I don't love the term homeschooling and I know home education is a much better phrase. 
But the fact is when people search for information about home education, they search for the words homeschooling. That's why I call this homeschool think tank, even though I don't love the word homeschool. Anyway, that is what a learn your way block looks like. It is not necessarily structured in a way that emulates the public school system, but it could be. My children do use some curriculum in other ways they learn in more natural ways. I know when I first started homeschooling, oh my, I was way too hardcore on all that curriculum and I needed this podcast, let me tell you, because I didn't have the open-mindedness about how education could look, how learning could look, and that it wasn't at all about schooling, it was about learning. So in the book, I talk about longer blocks and shorter blocks with the live and learn your way blocks. But really at the end of the day, it's not in my mind anyway, it's not about being so rigid that you're like, okay, at exactly 7am, we're all up. And at exactly 9am, everybody's sitting down to do their curriculum or doing this exact school project. It's more about the routine of your life. So you get up, you have breakfast, you get dressed, and yes, you're focusing on getting moving and getting your day going, but you're not necessarily rigid about things. You know, let's enjoy life a little, shall we? And maybe use that time to actually connect with our children and not feel like they have to be sitting down at the table to do their math book right at 9 a.m. Who cares if it's 9.15 and not 9 a.m.? It's really not a big deal because your connections matter with your children too. And life happens. Sometimes things don't go perfect. Most of the time they don't. So then your children have a routine of when they're doing their everyday living things and then they're focusing on projects and educational opportunities and learning. And sometimes that might include getting together with other homeschoolers or doing other activities or getting out. I don't know, we're going ice skating tomorrow. So going ice skating or doing something else, right? So this is how I believe that a homeschool lifestyle needs to be to some degree. And let me share a little more about why I believe that. When my children were really young, I was really good about having a really solid routine. And that very much came from two experiences. One is I have siblings much younger than me, like 15 and 16 years younger than me. So I have a brother that's three and a half years younger than me. So there were the older two kids and then there's a huge gap and my mom had remarried and she has two other children who, you know, they're all my siblings, but it was sort of a two family type of thing. So, so I had the opportunity to see my mom really raise little kids and how their routines were. And also she ran a daycare out of her home for a while. And I actually came home on my lunch hours and helped her when I was in school. It wasn't too far from home and I would come and help at lunchtime and then go back to school. But I knew what her routines looked like. I knew that in the mornings 
you know, when the kids were real little, they took naps, but then they played and then they had their lunch and then they went down for a nap and then they played and then they had a snack. Well, then I learned that from my mother. But then when I graduated from college, I had a physical education degree, but I graduated in December. There were not (laughs) physical education positions open. So I went to work at a nationally accredited daycare or they became nationally accredited while I was there, but they were really an excellent daycare. If you were going to have your kids in daycare, that was the place to have, to go. I'm telling you, they were wonderful there, and the student-to-teacher ratio was phenomenal. So I learned a lot working there because they were really mindful and really tried to do what was in the best interest of the children. It was always about the children never about the adults. Not to say we weren't treated well, but we were. But our focus was on the children and what was best for kids. So what I learned there was the same type of thing, is the kids came in in the mornings and they played, and then there was sort of a snack time. And while when I started there, it was sort of this is snack time before... I resigned from that position. It actually was more of the kids just came in and ate when they wanted, although they did tend to mostly come in all at the same time to eat, but they could eat whenever they wanted. And then they played and then, you know, they had nap time and then they got up for snack and they played and the parents would start showing up and that's with the toddlers. Now the teachers actually followed their students up to the next classroom. So they were with the same kids. And once they were more of that three to five years old, you know, there was more of sort of this circle time where we would read together as a group and talk as a little group and have conversations. But it was really always about the routine of things. Yes, they tended to happen approximately the same time every day, but there was nothing super rigid about it. It was a general rhythm. And that's how I think it needs to be in your homeschool is you have a general rhythm of how you go about your day. So I was really good about this when my children were really young. However, I started deviating from that as the nap times didn't dictate everything. I was so excited to be done with naps, right? But what I found is while one child could roll with the punches, so to speak, quite easily, the other child would totally come unraveled. Because if I sort of messed with what she expected to happen with the routine, it just did not work for her. It, it, it was a disaster. So, and this can actually be a little bit difficult because as your children get older with homeschooling activities, you just sort of tend to go do things when they happen, right? But I also sometimes just wanted to go to my mom's or maybe a friend would call and say, let's go to the park. Well, while I could be flexible that way and one of my children could be flexible that way, the other child really didn't have the capacity to be flexible in that way. So 
from where I sit now, I can see that maybe better planning on my part as mother would have been helpful for my child who really couldn't just roll with doing whatever spur of the moment. And that can be frustrating as a parent. And quite frankly, she is still like that to this day. And it is hard for me because I just want to go do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I don't want to be stuck to your routine, but we're all different. And I think we have to try to respect each other's needs. So sometimes she must give because I think that's the right thing. I think you need to learn how to give. And sometimes you have to get out of your routine. But I too give by not being quite as happy-go-lucky and just going and doing whatever when I feel like it, right? So a little bit better planning can go a long way. And I actually see this with this daughter even to this day because she keeps a day planner and every night she plans her next day and she even comes to me and asks about any extra things so I have to be very sure to mention okay this is the general plan but it's possible that this could come up and I know this is not the case for most people we're all different but if you have somebody in your life that has a really hard time with just sort of flying by the seat of their pants this is helpful information for you so If you have kids who just can do whatever, whenever, this really isn't too big of a deal because you can just sort of adjust your day as you go. But I do still think for most of us, it is helpful to have some sense of routine. So what I was trying to say a moment ago is with with, uh, homeschooling groups, it can be a little difficult because you just sort of have to, if you want to be involved, you have to do things when they're offered. But here's the flip side of this. Maybe you can be the one that plans the gatherings, the activities, so that things fit into your schedule better. Does this make sense? So, and that can be sort of difficult if you have a child who's more difficult than a lot of kids. But if you can get involved in the planning with homeschooling activities, you can sometimes make them work in a way that works for you and your family a little bit better. And remember, sometimes I think we tend to join in a homeschooling group and not all kids are wired to want to be part of a large group. And I have this going on at my house. I have one who loves the large group things and one who does not. So Maybe have one or two other families over or get together with just one or two other families. And you could even, let's say you're part of a homeschooling group, you can even just put an invitation out there saying, I would like to get together with one or two other families who have kids in the same age group as mine or general age range, but we're keeping it small. So I think sometimes we don't want to make these open invitations, but limit the number of people, it's okay to limit the number of people. And it's also okay to just be honest and say, this just as large group things just don't work well for my family, if that's the case for you. So I think I've sort of deviated here. But my bottom line here is if maybe you sort of have your learning routine and you're getting out of the house routine. Maybe you're getting out of the house routine is first thing in the morning and 
more of your settled in learning things are more in the afternoon and evening or maybe you do a lot of your more intentional education in the morning and you tend to get out in the afternoons. But regardless, I think it is kind and it is helpful if you share your plans with your children because as mothers and fathers, oftentimes we know what our plans are for the day and for the week, but we don't share that with our kids. And if you have a kid who just is happy-go-lucky, that's not a big deal. But if you have a child who sort of needs to know what's coming up, be sure to make them privy to the plans for the week and to involve them in the planning as well as they get older. So that's it for today. That's all I have to say about your homeschool routines and your schedules. I hope that you found this helpful. I will definitely link to the article about different styles of homeschooling if you aren't aware of the many ways that you can approach homeschooling your kids. And we will visit with you next week. Live and learn your way. My name is Jackie and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.